Hello, friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Heidelin and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hello, Levi. Nailed it, Jen. Woo! Though yes. it's been a week in meat space, it's been three and a half weeks for Jen. Yeah, because we went we went away for a week and a half, and then I got the flu immediately for a week, and there we go. Yeah. And now we're here. I was afraid I wouldn't remember how to do it, but I did. And Jen did it. I did it. So today we are talking about the bard job through level 50. Sure are. This is a weird one. <laughs> I think it's weird. I'm glad it's not just me. Okay, good. Same. I, I'm sick of being gripey at things. Because I <laughs> right? Feel, I give feel me, like give me some... something that I'm like, oh, what a revelation this was. Like, I miss Binding Coils. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like the MSQ episodes have also been... There's good stuff in there, sure, but also there's a lot of... You know, it's just like we're 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 making things go. It's a lot of, you know, like ut- utilitarian stuff that we're doing. We we just got out of Ultima Weapon stuff. And, and so, yeah, we're like ramping back up. It's not, it's not a lot of like heavy, earth-moving, significant things, which is totally fine. But yeah, we're feeling like a total... We're, we're feeling wanting for something that has some, some grit and some density. Well, we've got Crystal Tower coming up next week, so that'll, that'll be it. fun. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to that. Yeah. But in the meantime, we have Bard. <laughs> Bards, Jen, have only appeared in a few of the main Final Fantasy games. Firstly, in Final Fantasy III. In non-14 games, bards use their instruments primarily as their their implement, as their weapon. They don't like shoot stuff or stab stuff and then play the harp on the side. They will have an instrument progression where they get better and better instruments and they'll play songs primarily in combat. I see. So these are like offensive songs, but also like team buff songs. Yes. And yes. Okay. They're generally area of effect abilities. So mm-hmm. they'll hurt all the enemies or help all the allies as one would expect from music. But they are not dual wielding their harp and their bow or using their harp as a bow or what have you. Right. Like they do in 14. In 14, though, in terms of gameplay, bards layer buffs on top of the archer moveset. So you've got the archer's damage over time abilities and range DPS in general, plus their straight shot procs, and then you have bard buffs on top of that. Mm -hmm. Bard gets three group buffs by level 50. They have two songs and then battle voice, which is a two-minute timer buff to direct hit. Yep. The most lame of abilities. (laughs) (sighs) Kind of. Yeah. It's more than a hit, but less than a crit. Yeah. Bard songs last for 45 seconds, but you can only have one song up at a time. So you do not want to mash your bard songs on cooldown like you do most abilities. You want to make sure that one song completes before singing the next song. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So they're all, so there's three of them and they're 45 seconds apiece. There are three of them eventually. For now, there's only two. Right, right, right. Um, that's right, because um, you have to cut one of them short if you want to match everybody else's two-minute window. 
that's that's a good time. <laughs> but that's the third one that is like, it, who cares? Yeah, we are not yet at the two minute buff window meta, thankfully. Yeah, we're just right now. Just hit them when they're available. Life. Don't overwrite your own song. You're good to go. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like looking at what is procked when you're a bard and hitting whatever that is, basically. Well, then buckle up for Dancer, Jen, when we get there, because Dancer is all procs. You got procs within procs within procs. I mean, how do you keep track of that shit? I, I, like, I hate having to like look down at my hotbars all the time. Well, Jen, what you do, you will go into your UI settings. This is uh-huh. actually a great... Are you question, gonna you're going to fill out a separate hotbar that lives up at the top? No, or like the so cast- I did not think to talk about this, but this is key for any proc-dependent class. Yeah. What you want to do is go into your UI and you want to go to your buff settings, mm-hmm. like your, your buff bar. And there's an option to split the buff bar between the long-term buffs and the, like, I don't recall the game term for them, but essentially they're the buffs that are conditional. Yeah. So they will let you activate an ability or something similar. Sure. And what you do is you take that... Yeah, you make that field huge. You put it in the middle of your screen. You make it big. So you see in your face, right in the center of the screen, hey, you can do straight shot now. Yeah, I've done something similar, um, which is just basically utilizing an empty hotbar, making it big, putting it in like the center of my field of vision. And it's still an adjustment to kind of remember that it's there. Yeah. I mean, maybe the other one is is better, but it's still the buff it's is just better an adjustment. because you don't have the UI taking up space in general. It only appears when there's a buff you care about active. Yeah, that that is better because I am normally like if I'm switching between jobs, I'm like scooching it. It's, yeah. it's not a huge deal, but no, I have to scooch it, scooch it back, scooch it, scooch it back. It's a really good setting. I highly recommend it. All Again, right. UI buff bar split it up. Nice. This is essential for dancer. You have to yeah. know when you're proccing stuff. You cannot be watching your, God, your hot bar. Right? I can't imagine because already bard feels like pretty bad. Because <laughs> with with black mage, like I had the rotation, I could do it in my sleep, and so I I never had to look really. And I was like, okay, that indicates some measure of competency with what I'm doing, right? When I, I do not have to continue to looking down my hotbar to figure out like, where are these buttons? What is available to me? Like, I'm, I'm just good to go. It's like muscle memory at that point. And I miss that. I miss having the muscle memory because with Bard, I'm like, I, you know, okay, what do I have? And I'm constantly looking down and up and down and up and down and up. And like taking piano lessons for a million years, it was always like, stop, you know, you look at the music, stop looking down at your fingers. You know, you're, you're taught, like, do not look down at your fingers. Yep. You look at the music. And so you, you're, you like, translating what you see into where your fingers are. And that's the kind of muscle memory that you want. So I'm conditioned very much to not want to do that. Good. Don't. And I'm glad that t- I'm glad to know that you're supposed to do that. Okay. Anyway, that was a total total huge sidebar let's continue no it's it's very important because the straight shot proc yeah is key to barred yeah. dps yeah totally uh, you know and you're running you're running mage's ballad and that's going to be it's going to be that and it's going to be um the fucking reign of death or whatever it is yeah or is it side is bloodletter is the name of the single target bloodletter yeah, yeah 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 that's it yeah so speaking of bard has two songs right now they are mage's ballad which is a fat 1% party-wide damage buff. And Army's Pain, Payon. I'm, I, Payon? You know what? Let's look it up. So a Payon, a Pian, that's how it's pronounced apparently, Pian. A metrical foot of one long syllable and three short syllables in any order. Um, 
What is an example? Here we go. What is what is an example of a paean? Uh, a joyous song or hymn of praise, tribute, thanksgiving, or triumph. A work that praises or honors its subject. Okay, armies, armies paean. Okay, so armies paean gives you a direct hit buff. Once again, our favorite stat. Yay! Both songs will give you a chance to trigger repertoire, which decreases the cooldown of your off-global cooldown ability, bloodletter for single-target enemies, and reign of death. So pretty much you will constantly be getting these little cooldowns refresh while these songs are playing, so you can plink away between hitting your global cooldowns with these side abilities. Yep. Blasting them. Blasting them. Anecdotally, at least for me, Jen... Bard seems to be pretty powerful in the 30 to 50 range. I, I'm doing every job alongside the podcast for my podcast character. So I had Archer sitting there forever until it was Bard time. I just leveled up Bard this past week. Wow. I was doing roulettes daily and I had really bad luck with tanks that did not know how to use their stance. Uh-oh. I was doing these groups where tanks were just like hidden stuff and not looking at chat and not turning stance on. I was the person with primary aggro, even over melee DPS. Damn, dude. So, I mean, again, small sample size, who knows for sure. It just seemed to me like my DPS was rocking in this uh, level range. I think the dots would do, or, or have a lot to do with that, They'd too. They'd be good, yeah. Yeah. Also, Bard gets, well, I guess Archer gets their AoE extremely early. Oh, yeah. Which is... You're like the only one in Sestasha who's doing any kind of AoE shit. And Black Mage. I couldn't I don't remember but (laughs) (laughs) it's good it's really good having those early AoEs oh for sure bards also have the unique ability to play music actual music Mm -hmm. you can unlock this feature with a really fast blue quest from simpkin in gridania I've unlocked the quest before but I've not really engaged in the system you can either map your keybinds to like your keyboard inputs to music notes and play in real time, or I understand that the concert tier bards will use a third party program called Bard Music Player, which will map notes in external MIDI files to keyboard inputs. Wow. So you download a file and it'll listen to the file and it'll turn the notes in the file into your button presses in the game. We do not officially endorse third-party tools, and I honestly have not used this myself. I just understand this is what the bards do to get those concerts going yeah, in your city plazas. Pretty impressive. I will appreciate it. I won't condone, but I will appreciate it. On to the story now, Jen. Previously, as an archer, we helped to navigate racial and nationalist tensions in the Gridania Archers Guild. Now, we head back to see how things are going. And the guildmaster Lucianne tells us that there's no time to talk. An Ixal dirigible has been sighted over the Twelves Wood. This recalls to her the Battle of Griffin Crossing, a humiliating defeat by the Ixal that Lucianne was present for some 20 years ago. So she's dealing with that. And then, oh yeah, in other news, uh, one of the greatest archers to ever live... Uh, citation needed, um, has returned to the Twelves Wood as well, um, a man known as the God's Bow, but his real name is Jehanthel. Um, he's a former member of the God's Quiver. And, you know, to receive tutelage under this man would be like an amazing opportunity. Lucianne says that beyond being a skilled archer, Jehanthel could inspire others to great feats through song. 
Right. So they're fully aware that he's good at two things, archery and bardism. I was trying to I was trying to find a fucking like a noun or a verb for bard like do you I'm I'm barding right now. I'm doing the bardery. Like what is it? And it's just it's bardism or it's bard and cuz barding is a totally different or thing. Performing, bolstering, singing. It, I wanted I wanted one that was bard. Encouraging. Whatever. I'm a bard or like I'm a tailor. What do you do? I tailor. <laughs> I'm a butcher. What do you do? I butcher. I'm a bard. What do you do? I bard. So a, a bunch of guild members and God's Quiver members and whatever were like, oh my God, the God's bow has returned. We can get trained by him. Amazing. And so they all flock to the Twelves Wood to be like, teach me. And he said, no. I mean, like, oh, you guys want to learn archery? That's stupid. How about, though, poetry and verse? And they're like, we're not super interested in that. And he's like, well, guess I can't help you. And Lucienne is like, I, you know, that's great that he has this skill and he's certainly free to make these decisions. But, you know, I'm, I, I don't really have any use for poetry and verse, to be fair. Um, but, you know, maybe you do. And it looks like you are a little interested. So go out. He's, you know, he's actually a nice guy. Go out and talk to Jahantel, and um, after a while of him teaching you how to bard, you might convince him to teach the rest of us, you know, in the ways of, you know, the God's Bow. That would be super cool. This job quest, above all others, could make what I would consider to be your, quote, average Warrior of Light player slightly disassociate from themselves <laughs> in this quest line. I, I don't think that most players, besides being a say-yes-to-everything person, do you want to learn poetry? Sure, why not? But this, the character who is undertaking this quest line cares about art more than martial prowess for art's own sake, or at least that's what you tell Jahantal. Correct. Like, so, are, are we being truthful? Like, do we really want to learn how to bard? Or are, is that we're just using that as like a way in? I think that's most people, some sure I are like, yeah, I want to be a bard. I want to sing and enjoy the arts. Great. But I don't think that's the quote average player. Nope. Um, it just did not ring true for um, my character. And I'm sure it didn't ring true for a lot of people's characters. So you're just kind of going through the motions. And I, yeah, that's that. It's like a general level of disconnect that I carry through this whole thing. I didn't feel invested in this at all. And you're not really... It's not like you're hearing songs ever. You get a little bit of like schoolyard prose. Um, Burn. You know, it's 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 like that. Um, and the last word of every line rhymes, and it's very very grade school, and it's upsetting. I'm like, how is this? Like, it's not believable. How is this supposed to inspire? hordes of you know people who go to war warriors <laughs> sure soldiers, yeah yeah soldiers fighters. warriors you know people in the in the heat of battle and you get this guy going plink 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 you know just I don't, i'm sorry <laughs> anyway uh we find jahantel at his camp in south shroud just outside a hollow fallen log He's a slightly wrinkled, bearded Elizin with a 
light blonde, maybe platinum beard and mustache. He welcomes us to his camp, inviting us to enjoy the ambiance of the Twelves Wood. But that's not what we seek, is it? He can tell. Mm-hmm. Do we want to learn about archery? Well, too, too bad. bad. Uh, he abandoned his bow years ago in favor of the harp. Quote, unquote, exulting in the beauty of creation through song. And he can see, because he's got an eye for such things, that we are a talented archer. And he encourages us to keep our nose to the grindstone. Um, you know, surely you'll be a really amazing archer in due time. But he admonishes us, beware, because virtuosity is worthless without virtue. As the ballad of the vainglorious fool tells us. Take a drink. Right? Yes. We now know of the ballad of the vainglorious fool, but this is all we know. A vague reference to something we've never heard. Cool. Thanks, bro. I'm sure it's significant in some way, but we have no idea. Anyway, we move on. We affirm that we are indeed interested in barred stuff, which is surprising to Jahantel because he's been fielding dozens and dozens of people who are like, teach me archery. And he's like, no, teach me archery. No. He's keen, obviously, but he wants a second opinion. And his Mughal buddy, Pugnopoki, is that second opinion. So he asks us to go say hello to his friend. Um, his friend has an eye for this thing. He can he can sniff out the, the wannabes and the posers, and he can tell when there's actual talent in front of him. He sends us off with a song. <laughs> Heed me, O puissant Althic, turn thee over the hourglass of time that we might gaze upon the battles of yore. Okay, thank you for that. We're going to get a lot of puissant Althic during this quest line. We sure will. Pukno is hiding in a tree not too far away. This scene hits on the Mughal mystery that we speculated about way back in the Gordania starting quest line. Because Pukno is surprised that we can see him. And understand him. the 12s Mughals cannot be seen by most people. Jahantal sent us over to see him anyway, so is this a double test? We have to be a rare Mughal seer and a musician to hang with him? Yeah. So, uh, test number one, passed. Uh, Pugnopoki, we, we interrupt him. He's in the middle of something. Uh, he's like, ah, fuck, this is he's a He's whole... in the middle of being stuck in a bush. He's, yeah, he's in the middle of some stuff. Um, but he's also kind of mad at himself because he he did... We don't know what happened, but he's like angry about something. Right, he's like, so, God damn it, what a what a blunder. Ugh. He tries to chase us off, but we say that Jahantal sent us. And apparently, Pukno tells us after we clarify why we're here, Jahantal has come to the Twelves Wood at this Mughal's invitation. Apparently, his songs have mystical, empowering properties. The Mughals want Jahantal to sing to the forest, presumably to assist with its calamity-related troubles. However, Jahantal is refusing to sing. But Pukno senses that our being resonates with a chord similar to Jahantal's. We may even have more potential than him. Maybe the situation can be saved. But at the moment, though, there's this charm that Pukno meant to give to Jahantal, but it was stolen while he was napping. He woke up while being robbed by a thief, and he gave chase, but he ran into this here bush in his drowsiness and got stuck. He was supposed to give this 
charm as a gift to Jahantel. But if we could just retrieve it, you know, since we're an adventurer and all, we could give it to uh, Jahantel in his stead and that's fine. So we do. We find the the charm. It's it's deep in curl claw territory and we get it and it's take in it back. Taker's Rot, which is occupied by the curl claw bandits. So I drop in, grab it, pop back out. I don't get attacked, period, during this. Just drop in, grab it, disappear. Yeah, I mean, I was... I was level 30, Jin, and I not get attacked. Oh, I don't nice. want to hear your level 90, whatever, brags. Level 77. Oh, wow. I, my B, Jin. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, just come on. Don't be ignorant. We go back to Pakno. Pakno says, great, give the charm to Jahantal. Also say to him that he is a cunning rogue. We do this, we go back to Jahantal, give him the phrase, and he's amused. He says that the phrase is a reminder of the promise he made to Pukno to return to the Twelve's Wood and sing. But duty kept Jahantal from this promise, battlefields and comrades, until something happened that made honoring this promise itself problematic. So Jahantal hopes to train others in the way of song, so they can fulfill his promise for him, and in that way, he'll make good on his commitment. Yeah. And by sending us back to Jahantal with the charm, Pukno has sent a message that we are good enough to be his student, his trainee, and we have great potential as both an archer and a bard. The charm in question, a green stone with a harp symbol, is a bard soul stone. And of course, by practicing, we will unlock the memories contained in the stone. And in time, we will realize that the bow and harp are but stringed instruments played by the same hand. So we go out to practice and we return later. Uh, And this is where we learn Mage's Ballad. Okay, so now that we've done our whatever it is that we're doing. Our um, leveling up. Yeah. For some of us. For some of us. (laughs) Uh, We asked Jahansa, like, why... Um, why don't you do battle stuff anymore? He gives us a hot meme steaming off the presses. <sighs> Jahantal took an arrow to the knee, or at least that is what most believe. Ah. Uh. <laughs> this is not a joke on my part. This is the game's text. Correct. For the record. Yep. That aged well. <laughs> uh, this is just the common story. Jahantal is fine, at least physically. For now, he will say, everything in creation is given to change, man most of all. Great. I feel like that's a half-truth. Maybe an eighth of a truth. It's so goddamn vague. Men would you can... call it an eighth note of a truth? Oh, wow. Sure would. Yes. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, well, you know, uh, I can change my mind whenever I want is essentially what he's saying. I'm like, that's a non-answer, bro. I um, don't think that's what he's saying. Well, but we'll... Y- yeah, yeah. I, again, I have issues. So <laughs> the truth, he says, is he was drawn to the power of song. That's it. And uh, these days, the uh, quote unquote tavern bards, they only serve to entertain drunks. But there was a time when song could shape the outcome of a conflict. And so like this is like the origin story of the bard. Since time immemorial, archers have been fielded in battles. They must watch from afar arrows knocked and ever alert as their comrades spilled their blood, too embroiled in melee for the archer to loose a shot. Surely, says Jahantal, their emotions raged as these scenes unfolded before them. They did the only thing they could do, 
burst into song. At first, they sang to still their roiling emotions, but their voices carried to their comrades, inspiring the combatants and soothing the wounded. Commanders, seeing the benefit of the song, but not wanting to, to devote their archers solely to singing, they began to raise dedicated minstrel regiments. But these performers, and not warriors, though they may be skilled enough to find a place in the halls of any lord, their songs rang hollow as they did not know the warrior's burden. Before we go on, Jin, I'm going to note here, this is where there is some recontextualization given by the Encyclopedia Eorzea, which I'll hit upon at the very end of this episode. Interesting. But anyway, says Jahantal, enough about history. For now, go to Rain Kachargoli and await the emergence of specters that haunt the trees there. Shoot them to release them from their torment, and in doing so, we will draw forth an ancient melody from the Bard Soul Crystal. All right. Yeah. So we're going to expose ourselves to more like misery and torment uh, by proxy. We go to Raincatcher. We find a purple glowing on a hill. Click it. Three ghosts pop out. We shoot them and then we return. That is it. Yep. No That's no cutscene. No nope. instance battle. Blap, just blap, blap. three spawns and we're out. When you come back, he says, in your eyes, I see a layer of understanding, of regret and of futility. In a manner of speaking. And in your heart, it now echoes with the strains of an old song newly discovered. Um, and that song is Warden's Peon. Peon. This is the Bard Asuna. Yeah. With which you can cure conditions on a cooldown. Super useful. Yep. So good. All right. Level 40. More leveling up on our end. Uh, and we go back to check in with our, our, our bro, Jahandal. He shares the history of the job of a bard and how it went from being something that was critical in battle and you know the songs carried weight and significance and you know moved people to now where it's like you know they've succumbed really to showmanship and exaggeration over the years Jahantal recounts a bard visiting his hometown playing sorrowful chords that tantalize the ear indeed many bards were former archers once they finish their fighting days, they switch from strumming bows to strumming harps. Their heartful songs of battle won them attention and fame, but this proved to be their undoing as these bards began to embellish their songs in an attempt to outdo one another's popularity. These falsehoods held no purchase in man's hearts. They were not the true bard songs. And so the Mughals, great patrons of the arts, saw that these songs were losing their power and so they gathered up the soul crystals of these bards so that the art could be safeguarded against this tainting of it by showmanship. Anyway, Jen, enough story time. Have you heard of the Ballad of the Vainglorious Fool? I've, I've heard of it. Take a drink. Yeah. Well, Jen, it recounts the massacre of Griffin Crossing. By the way, this is what Lucianne called the Battle of Griffin Crossing. Well, it is the Battle of Griffin Crossing. Well, she calls she calls it the Battle of Griffin Crossing, and then she's like, well, it's more like a massacre. He calls it the Battle of Griffin Crossing, but we'll eventually start referring it to referring to it as the Massacre of Gris yes. Griffin Crossing. So, you know, dealer's choice, apparently. I think that he is editorializing his recounting of it. True, but Lucienne also considered it a massacre, so he's not alone. Well, know what, Jen? History is written by the victors. Well, we should go ask the other people then. Yeah, the Ixal. Yeah. Before he can show us this ballad, 
of the vainglorious fool, we have to really be able to feel its pathos. To do so, we have to go mercy kill a pair of old goats that lost their child and went mad with grief. So we teleport to Eastern Thanalan, shoot down two goats, and return. Jehantel says, <laughs> you must have truly absorbed the grief of these goats. We didn't. <laughs> There's no, there, there was no other grief to be found in the land that day. Go to a place, click on a thing, fight two goats, and return. Yep. No grief was had. Nope. They died quickly. Now that we have felt this grief, says Jehantel, we must now train our body too. So go practice your bow and come back in five levels. And then he will teach us the Ballad of the Vainglorious Fool. Take a drink. <clears throat> okay, now we have armies peeing. Yep. We train. We come back. Now it is time to hear the Ballad of the Vainglorious Fool. <gasps> The story of a god's quiver archer whose skill was surpassed only by his hubris. And that hubris cost his entire regiment their lives at the massacre of Griffin Crossing. Did you know the song? Uh, I did not because it's... This is the ballad of the vainglorious fool. I know, I know. This is I should what be we've been more respectful. building to for 15 levels, Jen. Very disappointing. I would have loved, you know what? They should have made a custom song that played here that actually had, you know, when you listen to it, it's like a whole thing instead of a guy going, Pring! Would the audience please be silent? Standing guard in the dead of night, an archer wearying of the sight, drunk on pride and starved of glory, forsook his post to claim victory. <laughs> so upsetting! <laughs> Oh, God, you can't help but say victory. It's so bad. Ten score yalms had the archer crept when shrieks rang out whence his comrades slept. For he was not there to see the knives, nor to ring the bell and save friends' lives. Knives and lives. The end. The... In the song, this entirely anonymous hotshot archer abandon his watch and let his buddies get ambushed while they were sleeping. Now, Jehantel asks us to accompany him to the Gelamora ruins in North Shroud, where some of the fallen have been laid to rest. Um, he asks that we we take a bouquet of lilies and, you know, pay our respects and all that and Nimian lilies. Nimian lilies. So while we're standing there and he's closed his eyes and he's having a moment, we are ambushed by Ixal. Jantel notices before we do. Like his spidey sense goes, Wah! and he's like, shing, and there's an Ixal. It's just one lone Ixal that appears at the tree line. He draws his bow in this moment, but he that's as far as it goes, because he's immediately plagued by like visions of his fallen comrades. Or, you know, at least that's what we can assume. We're looking at, you know, faces of people who are dead or dying, and he... Basically, he can't, he can't fire, he can't move, um, and he says that the sins of the past should beget another, it begs our forgiveness, and runs off, leaving us to fight alone. So we now have a very easy instance battle. We fight the Ixal and a couple wolves. When this Ixal is low on health, more during the battle, but I just focus fired on the one, and it went down, and I won. No need to even do ad management. Nice. Just kill the one. Yep. 
Afterwards, we find Jahantal sulking a short distance away. He confesses that he, the god's bow, is no longer able to wield his weapon. He hoped that in time he could move past his trauma, but has not yet come to pass. Now, says Jahantal, he will reveal all. That man in the song, Jen? That was me. What? I was the vainglorious fool. No. Take a drink. Oh my god. Yeah, so, you know, as we're recovering from the total shock of this revelation. So that lust for glory, it cost lives. And he has lived a tortured existence ever since. That lust for glory sure turned gory. Uh, God damn it. I'm looking at the next recipient of the soul of the bard here, folks. That's basically it. A little bit of uh, a little bit of moping, a little bit of of self pity, and um, by the way, thanks for leaving us there alone to possibly reenact history. Can you imagine, like, if we hadn't been able to fight this thing off by ourselves, well, by ourselves, besides- and we, we die, like the the the, the, the re- refreshing of that trauma, like, bro, like I get it, okay. Trauma is is hard, and it is it's you know he he did what he felt that he had to do, but still, um, he's he's lucky that we are on the warrior of light. Still, Jen's grousing aside. What actually happens is that Jantel says that archers are there to support their allies. They are there to thin out the enemy before a melee is joined. And Jahantel was unfit to be an archer from the start. He wanted to be the star not to be the team player, which was his role in battle. And he has another flashback while talking to us, seeing the faces of his regiment. They fall all around him, then rise again, pointing their accusing fingers at him. Jahantal says that he became a hollow shell of a man that day, but the gods granted him song so that he might find a measure of solace. Jahantal turns to leave, but our soul of the bard begins to glow. It has granted us another song. At least, says Jahantal, this lesson bore fruit. And we get a system message. Our empathy has resonated with the job stone. And we learn, reign of death. (laughs) Totally, totally appropriate. Uh... But Jin, there's more. It's level 45. That means... Garb time! Artifact armor time. Jahantal asks us now to sing for him, and we oblige. Thankfully, it fades to black. Yeah, we don't witness the embarrassment. But the game does give you an option. Do you sing for Jahantal? Yes or no? Like, well, yes, not knowing what that meant. And luckily, it meant nothing. We just cut to him clapping and be like, wow, you're real good at that. Um, Well, thank God. So... We've proven ourselves worthy of the choral attire. This this is C-H-O-R-A-L, not the other kind of choral. <laughs> right. Just for the record. Yeah. Not SpongeBob choral. Um, so Pook no Pokey gave the set to Jahantal years ago, who refused it. Um, but Pook no explained the attire chooses the wearer and not the other way around. Uh, however... After the massacre and Jahandal had lost his will to live, he thought himself no longer worthy of the attire and hid the garments in, quote-unquote, places of peril. And if the garments do choose the wearer, then let them find their way back to him at some point. 
But, you know, he hadn't realized that maybe the attire was meant for somebody else. And it's that's okay, somebody else. Perhaps this is Althic's way of testing our spirit before we don the garb. Yeah, there's always a way to justify all sorts of shit. Wow. <laughs> what follows is a standard artifact armor fetch quest. We travel across the lands, we find sacks full of clothes, and return to Jehantel. These don't even spawn enemies, we just pick up stuff off the ground. But notably, these are in a bit more remote places than normal. They might be down one layer of a waterfall in some corner. The game is storytelling through placement that these are indeed hidden away from the common eye. Mm -hmm. When we get back, Jehantel does not even mention the missing chest piece. He says, good job. I knew you had it in you. As for me, I've reached a decision. I'm going to prepare for matters regarding said decision for a while, so come back at level 50. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Okay. All right, Jen, we come back. Come level back. 50. This oh. is it. Jehantel has some hot info for us. Did you know there is a fifth piece of the coral attire? A chest piece? The direct quote is, I see no further reason to withhold from you the existence of the final piece of the set. <laughs> Twist. We're not dumb, man. Like, this is only like our seventh set of artifact armor. Uh, we know there's five pieces. And we also know that there's a missing piece because we have no shirt on. Jehantel goes on. When he gave up the bow, he vowed to never return to the Twelve's Wood. He has forsaken that vow, though, to train a successor, us. The inciting incident for his return was a chance encounter in the Uldan marketplace, where he glimpsed for sale a piece of the coral attire that he had previously discarded. Someone found it and decided to sell it. Jehantel believed that this was a fated reunion, a sign that he should now return. He bought the chess piece and headed back. But on his arrival here, he was swarmed by archers trying to improve their skills with the bow, trying to get the god's bow to teach them archery. Nobody cared about the arts. He was about to give up and leave when we appeared. Yep, it was fate. So now Jehantel is ready to confront the sight of his failure. Ever since that fateful battle... He has been haunted by visions of his former comrades. He left the Twelve's Wood, hoping to meet his end during his wanderings, but during them, he awakened to the power of song and found a new purpose. He then embarked upon a journey to master the verses that bestow peace upon the fallen, so that he may grant peace to his comrades. And Jehantel asks us to escort him to the site of that place, the site of the battle in Curthus Central Highlands. We will be laying a bouquet of Nimian lilies upon the marker there while he sings his requiem. And then he will bestow upon us the final piece of the choral attire. Now he sings the song to Althic. Puissant Althic, reverse thee the dance of the stars athwart the night sky, that we might ease the suffering of souls long departed. Sounds good. Let's go. Before then, Jen, a brief aside, there is some kind of contradiction in Jehantel's story. 
We know that he received the Bardstone and the Coral Tire before the Battle of Griffin's Crossing, mm-hmm. as those tools helped him to win fame as a member of the God's Quiver before his fateful failure. However, he has twice now talked about awakening to the power of song after his disgrace. It seems very odd to me that he would get these bard gifts from Mughals, but never actually use them for barding. Plus, Lucianne said he sung songs in battle in the very beginning of the quest line. Lucianne said he was known for singing songs that granted power to his allies. Well, there is a little bit of flexibility there um, because he, he could be known like back in the day as the god's bow. But of course, he is he's made it like a second name for himself as a bard in his own right outside of archery so it could be both like he he is the god's bow but also he went on to have a uh what's the word i i know what you're saying but i disagree because the context lucien referred to him to was with him granting power to his allies and i find it very unlikely he'd be in any battles in any capacity given his current kind of uh, pacifist bent yeah. But also, again, note that he was given the barred jobstone and the coral tire by Pukno at the very beginning of his career. Well, we got the same shit from Pukno before we had even uttered a word of song. He was able to sense the skill, the talent, the the drive, whatever it is. I'm just saying us. that by my reckoning here, he knew the so-called power of song before his disgrace. But he said he'd awakened to the power of song afterwards. Yeah. Maybe the, the writers had a different interpretation as to what this awakening entailed. Maybe this is a translation issue. I don't know. It could be awakening to other non-combatant powers of song. I don't know. I'm just saying that the phrasing used causes some dissonance within me. Uh, that's fair. And I, I'm like, you know, maybe as a, like an archer bard or whatever, he was using it in like almost like a perfunctory fashion, but he was still good at it. But then when he gave up archery forever, he was like, I can devote my whole self to song because I like I I understand it better or something. I don't know. Just a general a general awakening, a general shift in who he thought he was. Sure. There are ways to reconcile it. I'm just, I'm just saying that the text bounces off the um, recounting. Yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we head for the battlefield. It's a nondescript area to the west of the observatorium in Curthis Central Highlands. This site is marked by a single small stone cairn. It's kind of big, though. So we 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 do the thing. We we show up at the site. Um, we have a moment of silence. We put down the lilies, and boom! Another Ixal ambush. Well, they're just, like, all over this dude for whatever reason. So, uh, take two. We, uh, you know, fight a bunch of Ixal. Ba 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 Jahantal is, you know, he's not archering, archerying. <laughs> but what is, he, what is he doing? Before the battle is joined, Jahantal urges us to live. He can't lose another companion. Right? And now we start fighting them. So this is a solo instance. Mechanically speaking, the fight is a basic-ass skirmish against a few waves of Ixal and their wolves. Shoot them and that's that. Nothing special whatsoever. But what's interesting, though, is the way that Jahantal behaves during the fight. 
This is all done through the in-game engine, no cutscenes evolved, period. But you can see him draw his bow at the start and then collapse to his knees, just like he did in that earlier cutscene with the last Ixal. I did see that, yeah. During the fight, he's going to go through the same struggles as he did beforehand, and he anguishes in a text bubble about his uselessness, and he resolves to help us as best he can. So he starts using bard songs to support us instead in combat. Um, I did notice him like collapsing, but that was at the very end, you know, and we're, we're both tired. And uh, yeah, so so basically he's like, you, I, I wouldn't be standing here if it weren't for you. And in, in a variety of meetings, like, <laughs> I wouldn't be standing here if it weren't for you. It kind of feels a little like codependence at this point, but it's fine. Just then, one of the fallen Ixal at our feet, surprise, wasn't dead, gets up and goes to, like, stab us in the back. We don't see it. But in that split second, Jahandal gets up, draws his bow, fires, kills the dude. Like, he didn't even think. He just did it. And he kind of stands there for a second and goes, gods be praised. The keeper be praised. Keeper be praised? Yeah. All right. He can wield a bow again. Now he gives us the last piece of attire. Yeah. So now it's just kind of like wrapping up and, and, and him like this is a like a, a poetic conclusion. We have helped him to recover. We are a salve upon the wounds of his soul. Thank you, he says, bestowing upon us the final piece of attire. Though the seasons may turn, bending a man's back and dimming his eye, so long as there is life, there is reason to hope. Thank you for showing me the truth of this. And so Jehantel will take up the bow and go forth to honor his fallen comrades. But first, a final bit of lyric. Heed me, O puissant Althic, turn thee over the hourglass of time that we might exult in the glory of all creation. In thine exalted name we sing that the living may savor life and the departed know true peace. Nice. The end. The end. You made your thoughts clear during this. Yeah. Jen hates it. I don't hate it. I hate the ballad. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Um, it Jen, also feels like... Did the ballad go for you poorly? Don't. Did it not no. bring to you thoughts of victory? Oh, my God. So, this entire series of quests... I don't know how to articulate exactly how it makes you feel other than like a weird, creepy bystander. Like we're standing there watching this man work through his trauma and simply by the virtue of our presence, he's able to kind of logic this shit out. Once again, we become the manic pixie warrior of light. Yes. Literally, that we, is what we, we are do in the quest nothing. line. Nope. Yes. This is not the first time that NPCs have used us for this role. Armor quest. Warrior. Yep. Yeah, we're just like a conduit, you know? We're yep. like a... It's it's almost like voyeuristic, you know? It feels creepy. It gives me a little bit of the ick to go through this whole thing. And also, it's really hard 
to kind of take everything that is said. There's a lot to read in this quest line. There's less doing, there's more reading, which is fine. But it's it's really hard to kind of paraphrase everything that is said in our own words. And I hate that. I hate not being able to kind of reformulate these thoughts in my head and spit it out because so much of what is said, it gets lost in that translation. Well, what it comes down to, Jen, is that nothing really happens until the nothing end. Nothing really happens. This, it, it, so it all is just the prose of Jahantal as he puts forth these songs and it. these tales. It's because nothing happens besides being talked at for 15 levels. 100%. This quest in general is all over the place. In terms of the actual mechanics present, the game mechanics, solid F. There are no interesting <laughs> we, encounters. Yeah, we, we, we we're not told how to use these new skills. Not even in terms of like a tutorial, which is not anything that's, any job quest does. Right, that's not but typical. But nothing that you do uses barred skills. You're not with a group, period. Right. You just kill trash enemies in the field, and then you kill trash enemies in instances that just come at you in waves. Nothing whatsoever not remotely imaginative in the, the mechanics of the quest. Or, or related to bard. You know, nope. we can all just like, just straight shot, straight shot, or heavy shot, whatever it is. And again, the quest does not begin until level 45. Before then, it's just Jahantal giving us pros, and then we go kill a few trash enemies. We, yeah, we get that. exposed to, quote, we, quote, unquote, get exposed to misery a couple of times, and then um, we unlock those songs. Which is all tell, no show, mm-hmm. for the record. Mm-hmm. And then at level 45, though, we get that scene where he is confronted by the Ixal, but cannot draw his bow, and that's when the actual quest begins, in a sense. That's when you stop being talked at and actually get drawn now into some form of storytelling. Right. But then it's one artifact armor fetch quest away from being concluded. No no exaggeration. That yeah. is just the, the phrasing of it, the structure of it. But despite that, in my opinion, there is a good story here about a bard that lost their way. And the scenes that we get about Jahantal dealing with his issues are good. It's just that he does not need us to, to do this thing. We don't serve any purpose. He says we do, but we don't. Right. He just talks to himself constantly. The we could power be, was within him the whole we time. We could be like a statue and it would make zero difference to his evolution. Right. Yeah, and see, that's why it's creepy. It does not acquire five quest steps to unfold. It acquires two quest steps because the way they structured it, there is no build up and release. It is nothing and then release. But still, I, I think that the, the core concept is good. It's just that it's been told very poorly. <sighs> yep. Yep. I never I never liked it. It always felt weird. And I was like, all right, now that I'm a level 50 bard. Ugh, bleh, ugh, okay, now I can move on and do like real shit. Also, I never really felt a very strong connection to the man. I don't know. I Why feel, would I, you? I mean... It, it, well, it, no, 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 because I have... I have felt a little bit more like kinship with some of these you know instructors like the fishers you know wawalago and um and what's her face wawalago and what's her face and what's her face i'm sorry what's her face anyway jen yes we do know that other quest npcs do foster more connection you don't need to justify that stance i think that's a given so it's it's possible for you to to feel feelings and considering the subject matter I guess that I expected at the end of this to feel much more 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 deeply about Jahantal than than I did. I'm like, "All right, you I guess faced your demons and 
you've turned over a new leaf in the twilight of your life and uh, Godspeed. Bye. Well, Jen, I have a separate rant, which is him hammering on the archer and bard tie-in for two quest steps in a row. So as a combo, archer and bard is fine. Bow-wielding bard, great. You can stand in the back and sing your songs and shoot a bow. Fine. Whatever. No problem there, period. But it feels like the quest text is really trying to justify why archer is a core part of the bard's identity. Uh Why you have to be an archer to be a bard. And it's woven this whole story about these archers, just archers, no one else. And this is what all archers feel is this tumult of emotions as they helplessly stand by as this melee unfolds. And it feels so prescriptive that it rings false to me. He's saying that archers, period, feel this. It's like you felt one thing yourself and then you're applying this feeling to everyone everywhere because you felt it. And you assume they feel the same way. Any sweeping brush stroke like that just comes off as false, period. Right. And also, it felt a bit pushy to me to be selling this mechanical association so hard. If you had just said, okay, you're an archer, now you're a bard, shoot your bow, sing your song, great, I don't care. That's that's fantastic. But you don't need to justify to me why I have to be an archer to be a bard. That is where it causes problems with me. Yeah. And it, it's like in the way... a. a- like traditional battle is structured with with the archers off at range, um, firing at range, and they're general like they're geographically disconnected from most of the action. Yeah. So, in a way, it makes sense because they are in a unique position to be like standing at the ready without much else to do except watch in horror and sing, burst into song. I mean, I mean yes, I mean that's a whole other thing. Well, that's is, what I'm saying is is that. You must burst in a song the because you have no other outlet for your emotions. Angst, yes, is to start singing, and then suddenly your comrades are like, "Whoa, what's that guy doing over there? That's amazing!" And then everybody decides, "That's cool. I want to do that too." And it actually helps everybody else. It's but Jen, it's, it's like it's there's no way there. There is a salvation for this storyline. The Encyclopedia Eorzea adds some nuance to Jahantel's narrative that eases my skepticism personally. Mm -hmm. It says that this archer-bard evolution took place only at a specific time and with a specific people, rather than every archer being moved to song. Correct. No, no, no. Yeah, this had to have been like... um... When, it, when, it, when he was telling his... I'll let you continue a second. When he was telling his, like, the origin story of the bard. Um, it was, it's almost like a like an Aesop's fable, right? And I was like, no, this this was this is like a legend. This was like one dude who, in a moment of you know whatever this this turmoil was, that particular dude, his response to this was to break out in song. I have Not the typical. answer right here. Jen. Completely atypical, <laughs> but that's like the one dude. Josh, Josh is the guy. I have as objective a answer as I can give you, Jen. Okay, great. Which is that five hundred years ago. During wars between the city-states, Gridanian hunters were forced to turn their bows toward their nation's enemies, not just their game. These reluctantly levied archers would strum the strings of their bows and sing songs for their comrades. Seeing the power of the hunters' songs, other nations responded by trying to raise minstrels. These Gridanian hunters are pretty cool. Us, you know, us Uldans, whatever... 
we're going to erase the minstrels to sing too. And that's what flopped. Mm. So these were imitators who saw the success of a different nation entirely doing this thing and wanted to copy them and it didn't work for obvious reasons. Except that these imitators were so loud, so noisome, they drowned out the Gordanian bards. And so they nullified the power of their song because no one could hear them anymore with this ruckus going on. (laughs) So this is what led to the decline of the battlefield bard, the noise pollution of these other minstrels who made the bards useless in, in terms of that role. I mean, it is like, I think, valid psychological warfare. But Jahantal was correct about the coup de grace. When these hunters turned archers retired, they began to sing in taverns, carrying their trade forward. And that's when they began to embellish their songs and they lost the heart in their contest for fame. Exactly. Because he's like, once you're no longer a soldier, you got to find a new job. And that was an easy thing for them to do, right? Is sing about all yes. of their experiences. But, you know, they got a lot more tips if they made it a little bit more interesting. But most importantly, though, it was only these hunters, these Gordanian hunters who were conscripted into the war effort that sung. I would imagine that they sang their own songs like over campfires or whatever with their hunter buddies. And then they carried that forward. It's not like they suddenly grew musical talents on the battlefield mystically. Correct. And started there. Yeah. So, I mean, this has a very heavy um, cultural element to it that could not be just like copy pasted to all other cultures that yep. makes all the sense in the world. Yep. And as, you know, bardism being like a a very like traditional Gridanian. I mean, this is a, it's a Gridanian tradition. Yes. And that makes sense. And I'm okay with that. Not Same. Not like a blanket... If you're an archer, you're going to turn into a bard no matter where the fuck you're from. Like, that's weird. Absolutely, it's really weird. Yes. Yep, I agree with that. And I am much happier with the encyclopedia version Yay. than Jahantal's version. Anyway, those are all my thoughts, Jen. Same. Great. Woo, we did it. All the thoughts. <laughs> well, make sure that you stay for the outro for a quick announcement. And next time, we're going to be starting on the Crystal Tower Raid series. Oh, my God. So see you then. And that will do it for today's episode. Uh, thank you all so much for listening, being you and being cool. Uh, if you want to get in touch, you can at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com or check the show notes for our Discord and you can pop in, share glam screenshots, talk about the story, talk about your lives, whatever. Also, join us for group runs, um, especially with Crystal Tower stuff coming up. We're going to need a bunch of y'all. We also have our Patreon patreon.com slash podreturn ffxiv for um a buck a month you get access to bonus episodes that are released uh, monthly-ish though as a bonus you don't have to be um a buck a month subscriber we have dropped our episode talking about our visits to the cafe eorzea's in both tokyo and osaka we do a little contrast and compare but that's free for anybody anybody to listen to, so give that a listen. If you hear this and want to listen to it at a future date, after when this podcast is dropped, it'll still be up there on the Patreon. Just do a search for Cafe Eorzea, and you should find that free for anyone episode. And with that, uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. 
Have a good day or night, and we will see you next time.